This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. When we first started podcasting, my mic sucked, my voice sucked. It's showtime, and this is the debut of the Max Wrestling Podcast. The only way to get better at podcasting is to keep doing it. Now, you will listen. We are on a train that's stuck because there's a motherfucking horse in the middle of the road. And the first ever podcast promo champion is... The Butcher. Now get my t-shirt ready. Everyone knows I hate the Bellas. You're fucking dead. <laughs> Drunk Smite. Hello, this is Andy from Sky. So I read this week, Tony, that uh, you've been offered a job with uh, Impact Wrestling. <laughs> In my defense, I didn't know that that would happen until uh, probably get back to the You did it! You're actually, you're actually saying that you did it? For, uh, for, for those three bugs that uh, I can well, they could they could have been like the three bugs that I could have got in general for all I knew. No, I swear this week I never touched the voting. No, yes. you shouldn't be. Time. I am the Captain Daddy Dangerously, and this is the Max Wrestling Podcast, episode 200. I've waited a long time to say it's showtime again. Haven't used that intro for a long, long time. With me, as always, is the podcast machine slash knowledge champion, Mike Larkin. The artist formerly known as The Butcher is having technical difficulties, so hopefully he can join us very soon. How we doing, Mike? I'm good, man. I'm good. Max Two. Wrestling's 200, man. 200 episodes, also 100 episodes since you became a regular. 
Yeah, that's right. This is this is my this is my was this my uh, two year now. Oof, yeah. Yeah, buddy. All right. <laughs> and also joining us on this auspicious occasion are RWT's Kingpin, Emir Blackbane, Costello, and Max Wrestling OG. The Phoenix has risen again, fellas. Welcome. Good to be uh, back. Yeah. Also, man, I. I might be the RWT kingpin, but there's one very important thing that you left off of my introduction. I'm going to give you a chance to get that fixed up. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I was building to that. I was building to that. Because in two weeks, it's podcast <sighs> promo rumble four, which will be the first defense of the new promo champion, Emir Blackbane Costello. That's right, brother. <laughs> I'm the promo champ. No. <laughs> well, let me tell well, you something. Let me tell you something, Dazzy. <laughs> mean. Thanks. Woo! I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, I I am the um, good idea thinking, bath water drinking. No. <laughs> 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 Glad to be on, boys. Thanks for having me. Uh, always right. a pleasure. Uh, now, we have announced it on the show, but I don't think I actually posted it in the group, but obviously you will be defending against Moni Lin in two weeks. Ah, uh, Moni Lin. Uh, she is fantastic. What a what a gem. Brought into the fold by uh, Mr. Crazy Eyes himself, Robert Davis. <laughs> and uh, she she's great at contributing to uh, the RWT group and she turned a podcast wrestling nerd chick podcast that turned out to be a hit and uh, then at the uh, RWT awards I'd say she cleaned up man yeah absolutely what's his new leg to stick to (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure the butcher's got enough limbs left to stick to legs Uh, Alright, so while we're still waiting on the Butcher, I'm not sure how much he's going to be annoyed that he's missing this bit, but obviously AEW is uh, making waves this week. We finally have, well, a short list of roster. I think MJF was a given because he was, you know, know, he's up and coming and he was on all in in MLW, so I'm happy to see MJF doing his thing there. I mean, you get to see Jericho doing there. I mean, Jericho is already removed from the alumni section of the WWE, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's been moved uh, from the uh, the intro thing as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I don't see the big deal. Vince McMahon is probably shitting himself over all this AEW talk, you know, because he, he knows it's going to be big. He knows it eventually at some point it's going to possibly become competition. But, you know, he's moving over to the XFL in two years. Yeah, yeah, he is. But I don't see the big deal in Jericho being replaced in the intro. He hasn't wrestled there for oh. over a year. And he's just signed with a new promotion. It's not the first maybe time he's trying to get somebody. Maybe Vince was trying to get him to sign for, like, or maybe the Royal Rumble or something, and Jericho just turned him down. Well, I think the fact that he signed with AEW. I think the fact that they also got Pac Neville is great to see Neville up in there as well. No, it's not Neville. No, I'm sorry, Pac. Pac. He hasn't Pac, been Neville Eric. for two years. He's, is, is he just Pac? Because I, I know, I'm aware of the Pac family. Uh, there's two. And there's X. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he was always Pac on the Indies before he was Neville. Well, he is just Pac, but it's Pac in capitals. Yeah, P-A-C. Pac. 
Got it. <laughs> uh, they also got Billy Gunn as a producer, um, which may be good, but also may be a little dig at Road Dog. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about that. Um, I, I remember back in the Monday Night Wars, you know, it was made clear by the uh, by the click that wrestling was really being ran by, you know, these two groups. They said uh, click north and oh. then click south, right? And now you look at AEW and it's like, is there ever going to be a version of wrestling that's not being ran by a member of the clique? <laughs> <laughs> even if even if Billy Gunn is is clique member by association, but he, it's he's not too far over considering you know his his time in Degeneration X and rubbing elbows with uh, with uh, Paul Levesque there and all. So yeah, I mean it's only a matter of time before X Pac jumps on board. Yeah, yeah, man. Do you know, I, I don't think that would be a bad thing. If you look on Twitter, X-Pac's got a pretty good mind. I think he's so smart. The dude has been in the business for many years. He adds a lot. And I think, what do you think about them going to be in Vegas for their first ever event? I'm going to be there. That's what I think. I, I told my <laughs> wife yesterday as soon as I saw it. First of all, y'all know, I'm going all over this country. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I yeah. said to my wife, but I didn't say that to my wife. You know, I'm not speaking. I, said, oh. I was about to say, me or rebel out of cause over here, yeah. But no, I, I have to, you know, I, I sat down and I wrote down all the good, all the reasons why I deserve to go to the show. And then I messaged her and I said, uh, Babe, Cody Rhodes is coming to town. And she said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing Pharaoh. Oh, that, that's even better. Okay. Exactly. We got, we got Glacier. We got everybody's coming to town. We got to go see this. Uh, now, I read only a couple of weeks ago that um, Joey Janela and Penelope Ford had broken up, but apparently not. And they're both hey. signed with AEW now. Hey. Joey Janela and Penelope Ford. What a couple. As we saw it all in, that's one hell of a woman to have in your corner. Yes. I mean, I've seen that girl all over. CZW doing her thing. Penelope Ford is a hell of a talent, man. Uh, so Brandy also um, got involved with all this rally stuff and tweeted out that the men and women are going to be paid equal. So the, obviously not starter and main event level is going to be different, but their pay is not going to be based on gender. I think that's cool. I gotta ask you, was Ryback somewhere smiling? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ryback's just saying, yeah, this was my idea, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I suggested the brand. I'll be off the Hall of Fame next year. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first inductee that's, that's into the AEW Hall of Fame, because that was my idea. And what's the matchup that they got coming for their uh, for their title? It's going to be Pac versus Adam Page. Oh yes, I'm, I'm cool with that. I think that should be very decent. I I want to see that. Yeah. Um, I, we haven't had any other matches announced, have we? No, it's just, it's just, just that, that one. one. I mean, yeah, and I mean Jericho's involved. I mean, they got a lot of people from all in. Britt Baker's going to be there. I mean, there's a lot of it's a lot of great talent that they picked up, man. I mean, we've got four months now to kind of build to it uh, so we'll get more matches as the months go on maybe the weekly TV show will be announced uh-huh. you know um, one of the things I got you gotta love and, and again I'm and uh, Daz don't shoot me okay but I'm just purely going off of dirt sheets here okay uh oh I said uh oh <laughs> but, but the dirt sheets would suggest that you know 
New Japan is like, what? I don't know who the new kid is, but I'm not. They can't sit with us. And WWE yeah. is like, you can't sit over here. And then Impact comes along and goes like, hey, you new around here? You looking for a friend? Because I'm not super popular. Maybe we can sit together. Well, <laughs> there you go now because, like, they're on Twitch now. And, uh, well, you know, they're simulcasting because nobody got their network. So Impact's like, hey, why don't you come on over? Come on over, baby. <laughs> Yeah, it was so funny. I was reading that story, and it's like Impact wants to partner with AEW, and I was like, yeah, they do. <laughs> of course, of course they do. Course Impact wants to partner with everybody. Yeah. It's one of those rare instances where it's going to actually get Impact more exposure, not the other way around. Impact is basically a hooker on a street corner. You looking for a good time? <laughs> <laughs> like that, well, it was like that hooker in Home Alone. Hey, sweetie, isn't it past your bedtime? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you jump in the taxi with Impact, and the driver goes, it ain't much better in here, kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is past my bedtime, because that's how late your show comes on now. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, New Japan was just like, new number, who this? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> new number, who <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't really get, because I don't really see... What Diamond JEW is doing to Japan? New Japan are obviously hitting the reset button um, with all the title changes we had at Wrestle Kingdom, most of which are now on domestic talent rather than internationals. You know what's very funny about New Japan? I have to mention this because, like in the States, like we get Access TV with New Japan on Fridays, right? Mm. I think it's great now with Access. We also got WOW, the Women of Wrestling, is coming to Access as well, so you get to see more wrestling on Access TV. You, you say W-O-W, and all I get in my head is Owen Wilson going, wow. <laughs> yes, not W-O-W, but yeah. Wow. I think that's, yeah, we got, we got the women's promotion coming to Access TV. Nice. So there's more wrestling, which is cool. Mm. Uh, there will also be a women's division in AEW. Um, but the only two women we've got, well, apart from Brandy, are Penelope Ford, as you mentioned, and Britt Baker. Who was rumored to be on the way to NXT not too long ago? Well, dude, she wrestled that one match with Shayna Baszler, and yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, she's gonna be with her husband Adam Cole, baby." But and Chelsea Green's there—that's her tag partner in Fire and Ice, and I mean, that's her best friend. But she's like, "Nah, I'm gonna go to AEW, man." Somewhere I'm gonna be more appreciated, and <laughs> I know what I mean. <laughs> I I just hope she keeps using Adam Cole's music because I think it fit her perfectly. I got something for you. Yeah. I kind of miss him walking down the ring to it, but anyway. Who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, Chelsea Green. I, I'm I'm probably getting this wrong because it's four o'clock and I'm 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 dead. I'm dead. <laughs> dead. No, uh, but uh, is she dating Zack Ryder? Yes, she yes. is. Oh, good. I'm I'm alive. I'm alive. Uh, <laughs> all right, then. So, so Zack Ryder, who fucking hates being in, excuse that language, uh, he hates being in WWE because they they never use him. So <laughs> wait a minute, I mean, wait a minute. Right. Excuse the language. Have you been on this show before? <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Are you excusing yourself from saying the F bomb when you're on this podcast? I had two two thoughts there. I thought to myself, oh no, I can't remember if you can cuss here. And then I thought, oh right, the butcher. I'm gonna paraphrase punk for a little bit. There's no such thing as a bad word, just bad intentions. We can all say the word fuck as much as we want. 
Yeah, but I got pretty bad intentions when I say the word cunt. Sorry, people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, yeah, that's Zach my first Ryder, one of the day. Zack Ryder went from Emma to uh, Chelsea Green, who he's with now. Uh, I would argue both hot. I don't know yes. what you guys yeah. think. I like them both. I like them both. <laughs> it's pretty, not, you know, pretty good, considering the guy was the internet champion. You know what I mean? That is <laughs> So, Mira, I have to ask you, that begs the question, is the bathwater running? Well, here's the thing about the bathwater. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the bathwater comes with a weight limit, which oh. neither of them meet. See, bathwater <laughs> is, is reserved. If I had to gauge it, I would say, you know, nigh and above. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Yeah, baby girl, what's going on? How you doing over there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so it's represented by the whole lot of. As far as the bathwater goes, the whole lot of <laughs> right. So you know when you are when you are boiling chicken, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. the chicken is taking up most of the pot. That way, oh. the water is really flavorful. But like you know, Emma, she's like a carrot stick. You just have one carrot stick. That water is never going to get flavored. You know what I'm saying? I I, I love the uh, I love the I love the way you broke that down. Oh, that that gosh. speaks to me. It makes a lot of sense. Every fucking chicken. <laughs> 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 well, hey, look, well, look at a uh, look at Zelina Vega, man. Zelina Vega got Alistair oh. Black, and everybody for the longest thought, hey, she's with Andrade. Nope, not the case. She's with that Alistair Black. Tell me in, you lucky man, you. Uh, I'm still gonna say Andrade's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, with time spent, emotion grows, and I don't know if they're riding together, but I assume. And yeah, at a certain point, because look, it, here's the thing: it's really easy to friend zone somebody when at least one person in the equation is ugly, but both of them are beautiful. Yeah. So how do you stop it? I don't know. Apparently, uh, apparently yes. Maybe it's I just w- you know how many of us have them friends. He's challenging inner Houdini. I'm friends surprised with nobody's made a meme yet of the guy you don't have to worry about. True. I didn't even <laughs> think of it. That meme wrote itself. <laughs> Um, speaking of Andrade, mm-hmm. he's kind of fell off the radar a little bit on SmackDown. He's well, just he doing random Ray Ray. matches. He just pinned Ray Ray, though. He got oh, everybody point. pins Ray Ray. Oh, jeez. Well, still, <laughs> let the man have his moment, man. Oh, everybody long, pins Ray Ray. Let him not have too long moment. ago, he had to job to John Cena, though, didn't he? Oh, everybody job to John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. The, big, the, the biggest thing currently jobbing to John Cena is his hair. Yes. Oh, my oh man. There you go. I want him to that just make this movie so we can justice. cut it. The yeah. haircut does not do him any justice. I was reading uh, John Cena going forward is going to have an Undertaker-like schedule, which means we really can't see him. That's yeah, very true. <laughs> You're more than ever with that haircut now. He looks like Mark Wahlberg. Here's one more note. On John Cena. He looks like Mark. Yeah. Looks like Mark Wahlberg and JBL's love child. Yes. <laughs> the the part where John Cena goes off on The Rock a few years ago in his mm-hmm. promos, you know, like you're never here, blah 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 blah, and then recently does an interview where he goes, uh, "Yeah, I was stupid to say that. I totally understand now." Which means, like, yeah, now that I'm making enough money outside of WWE to not be there, yeah, uh, it's okay to do it because I'm doing it now. You yeah. know. Now that I'm doing the same thing, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I will say this, by the way. I have to mention this because my good friend the Phoenix is on the line. At the Royal Rumble, we're going to see an epic tag team encounter as the Bar defend against the best tag team in the world, that is the Miz and Shane McMahon. Why Shane McMahon the tag team? They got nothing else for either of them. Well, Miz versus Shane McMahon. Watch, they'll set that up for Mania. It's because they're the best in the world. They're the best in the world, Phoenix. They got the trophy to prove it. Yeah. This is my thing. This is my thing. Okay. When Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt had the House of Horrors match, mm-hmm. it was obvious to everybody that the match was horrific. Bad so man. you understand that the next thing that they did was probably wipe that match from the DVD. They didn't go, all right, what's the next thing we can do in the house? So, so <laughs> if you have the best in the world trophy that the whole thing was complete and utter bullshit and Shane McMahon won and it was just a huge catastrophe. Maybe distance yourself from it. Not like, let's double down. Let's come up with a new story. Like, we got to get this damn trophy over. It can be done. I'm Vince McMahon. I can get anybody over. I got Roman over. It, it took it took his his bad health situation. But hey, I did it, didn't I? This trophy will get over. <laughs> he just looks around. Miss, miss, you can get anything over. Come here. <laughs> Vince McMahon, by the way, looks old and glossy. Like, I don't understand why yeah. every time he's on camera, his face looks wet. What is that about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the sweat from the pressure. <laughs> if you look in his eyes, he always looks like he just woke up right before the camera went on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the man never sleeps. The man's friggin' line is sleep is our enemy. So, I mean, that's what you get with Vince McMahon. <laughs> he's he's, he's he not as tough as he used to be. He needs to step away, put, let Triple H take over, and then focus on the XFL next year. I think right. that's where we're heading, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fear that comes along with that is, I think Vince realizes the moment that he fully hands over the reins, uh, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> things are going to get way, way, way better. Yeah. And then that's going to be, you understand, he won't be able to enjoy that success because that'll come at a shot to his... Um, his pride, and it's like, oh, dang, record low attendance. Also, the the part where they didn't care about the low attendance numbers, uh, they just went like, oh, we'll just we'll just shoot, we'll we'll have what's called the TV side, and we'll just we'll have everybody pack in on this side, and the camera will never show the other side with one guy over there eating an apple. Yeah. Uh, but then, <laughs> but then people stopped watching on TV as well. I mean, I'm at the point where honestly, I, I only catch pay per views. Now, that's the consequence of me being busy, but also I could make the time if I wanted to. Yeah, you know I mean, I just. And so um, I think when Triple H takes over, uh-huh. WWE will be able to compete with like AEW and Ring of Honor, New Japan. But Vince McMahon will probably feel very sad because it'll be apparent that it was the result of the changing of the guard that things got better. Yeah, I I have to question how his mind works because he must know that the product's shit, but he keeps being stubborn. No matter what. I just don't understand how his mind works. He's like, he's going against what's better TV just to spite himself. Yeah, man. I, at some point, you just gotta... It's, you know, it's difficult to admit that you don't have your finger on the pulse anymore. Because for years, it's like... Everywhere he goes, people are like, oh my god, Vince McMahon, he's a wrestling genius. He, he got this idea over this person over he made this happen that happened but you know michael jordan got to the point where he was blowing layups at the end 
yeah, I mean, Kobe Bryant, it, all the all the greats in the in the NFL, NHL, they all got to the point at the end where they couldn't do basic stuff after doing spectacular things, and that's where he's at. He's blowing layups, but he still refuses to go sit on the bench. Where? I mean, I would say Paul Evans, but he's been producing shit for like three or four years now. So just just go. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> just just leave. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, obviously, we've had a taste of what Triple H can do with NXT, and of course, NXT won promotion of the year in the Maxis in 2018 over competition from New Japan, and that was about it. <laughs> the only other competition was WWE, and that wasn't going to win. Yeah, ever. I also have to say, I did uh, enjoy. Were you guys a fans of the Falls Count Anywhere match this week between Dean and Seth? Uh, yeah, I I'm kind of bored with the feud now. Yeah, that's oh. what I was gonna say. I haven't been a fan. Dean and Seth, I'm not really a fan of anything that they've been doing. Like I was sitting in the crowd at uh, Survivor Series when they faced off, and everybody was chanting "boring" and "boring," and it's just one of those things where the, the matchup, it seems like it's going to be good because of the story, and it's like, oh my god, Dean turned this time, and blah, blah, blah. But then you realize, like, Dean Ambrose, he's good on the mic, but that he doesn't really have any real moveset, and Seth Rollins is not really doing anything new. He's just doing the same old routine. And by the way, I love Seth Rollins, don't get me wrong, but mm. there's just something really lacking when in these two. They don't really have... It's like, chemistry, in my opinion, that it's just not as good as it was as, uh, when they first started feuding over the WWE title. No, no, yeah, they've, uh, they've lost that chemistry, and I, I, I don't know if it's because mm. they've switched places, like Seth's the face and Dean's the heel, and uh, Dean's heel work hasn't uh, been great. Well, I mean, uh, I also... he's had to, you know, since he came back from uh, having his arm sorted and that staff infection that nearly killed him. Yeah, he's he uh, he's altered his moveset a little bit, hasn't he? Yes, and I must say, I know Amir must be, you must be very excited. Looks like he's going to a few with your boy, Bobby Lashley. My man. My man. Bobby Lashley. Ah, jeez. You know, Bobby Lashley, I don't hate him as much as I used to. For some reason, his heel persona is slightly more tolerable. He's still ugly, though, but (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Even though... This is probably immature of me because don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a fan of like real pure wrestling, but also I just can't help but to pop big every time. <laughs> Lashley just randomly bends over and slaps his ass. It's just like, what? well, at least it's funny. Yeah, I mean, how is it that Impact were able to get Lashley over as a heel and yet WWE's giving us all this? Yeah, look at my ass. <laughs> because oh, they pushed him as an MMA like fighter. Yeah, now they're just pushing him as. You know, WWE can't do that because they've got Brock. Exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was with that promo? Oh man? my Brock god, Braun. Braun. Oh, Braun. This, this I, is I, the I, problem with scripted promos. Braun forgets his lines. Yep. And I was rooting for him because I want to see him win the title. I know we all do, but it's just like, geez, man, I'm watching this promo. I'm like, this is brutal. It was literally like a deer in the headlights. And he's looking down that camera saying nothing. And you can see the cogs in his head turning, trying to think of the line. Shit, what was it? Hey, beastie boy. Beastie boy. You're you're hiding behind Paul Heyman. I'm standing behind you. I was waiting for him to say, you got to fight for your right to party. He's about to put some (laughs) sabotage on it. 
<laughs> you know, I thought the same thing as soon as you said Beastie Boy, Sabotage came in my head. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some good stuff. Okay, and I got to just say this right now. Ah, Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks at the Rumble. Meh. Kind of random, but uh, at least it's fresh. Oh, yeah, but what happened with that moveset, man? Because she's going for the Hurricane Rana okay. on Naya, and that just, what the hell happened? Why would you even attempt a Hurricane Rana on Nia Jax on the apron? I she ain't just... going to flip in a million years. No, uh, <laughs> I know you want to say that because that's your girl, and I love Nia too, but go ahead, man. I mean, I don't even think it's just because of her size. She's just lazy. I'm not rolling off the apron. Take it away, Let man. me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something about Nia Jax. Let me tell you something about Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized it's artist number one versus watch artist number two. Yeah, it was a disaster waiting to happen. Something was going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Nia Jax is... <clears throat> it's, diff- it's a difficult situation for me because I can't really figure out where I land with her because there's some times that I see her and I'm like, Damn, this woman looks good. And there's other times when I see her and I'm like, eh, she kind of looks a little manly. I don't know what's going on in this. And then there's times where I see her matches and I'm like, oh my God. Like, I've been live for a lot of her matches. And and whoever she's working with that night, they, they pull it off. It's a great match. It's awesome. The crowd's into it. And then there's other matches where you look at the way that she, you know, or the lack of the way that she sells. And it just she's just kind of like frumping around and, like waving her arms as opposed to actually falling over or doing real flips, and you just go, I don't know, man. It's sometimes she's gold, and other times she's kind of shitty. I don't know, you know. Maybe this is where the sabotage came in because I'm pretty sure Sasha and Naya don't like each other anyway. So maybe Naya was just, uh, I'm not even trying. How about her calling her a bitch, man? That that bitch. Yeah, bitch. What line? You know, you know what that reminds me of when you mentioned sabotage. His, by the way, I'm mad at myself for even remembering this. Uh, remember when Ryback was just first getting over, and he had that match against Lord Tensai? Oh <laughs> yeah. my God! Yeah, that was also <laughs> around the time when he. Yeah, that was also around the time when he backdropped Jack Swagger on his head. Jesus. Yeah, he tried like he was tried like two or three times to get Lord Tensai up, and he wouldn't. So finally, he just dropped it, and he went like uh, stupid. Dropped and we're like, it, yeah, gonna hit, gonna hit the meet clothesline for a finish instead. No, Mike, yeah. <laughs> Mike, he back dropped Jack Swagger so hard he lost his lisp for two weeks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and now he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go do my thing in Lucha Underground." Oh, Swagger's killing it. He is. Oh my god. I cannot wait for season five of that show. Another wasted opportunity, Vince. Yeah. There were, there was plenty of times when your finger was on the pulse and we were all craving they it. Gave him the, they did give him the world title reign yeah. in 2010. Did, but, but that was they, before they, they, he should have had it. They, they did nothing with it. He was way too... I don't want to say green, but fresh. It was like a couple of years later, brought... he was more over... Well, yeah, they were cartooning yeah, they were, with it. They brought in Bunkhouse Bunk from WCW to play his father, and he had all these trophies and the few yeah. with the big show. When they when they brought in Zeb Coulter was the right time to push him. Absolutely. I think I think they were going to do it. They were going to have him call the WrestleMania or the Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, but yeah but they got, they have to get arrested. Yeah, the weed. Got, got busted for uh, busted with weed. 
which completely ruined his posh. The weeds. I never, I never get. By the way, I've, I've, I've had one experience with weed, and I, I didn't really, still don't know really what it felt like because I was actually drunk at the time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what a night that was! But uh, I'm just gonna say this: all the NFL players. It doesn't really seem to be a problem in the NBA, but in the NFL, there have been a tremendous amount of players who have fucked up multi-million dollar contracts because they can't stop using weed. Uh, and I just never get it. It's like, okay, fine. But multi-million dollar, what are we doing now? And then Jack Swagger. You, you could have this career, you could make all this money, but you can't put down the, like, what's, I don't, What's the deal? Why is everybody willing to throw away everything for this one thing? Well, I'm going to make a terrible joke. They kind of need it in the NBA because it helps them get high. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got one to top that. I got I got one to top that. Uh, this is a black joke, but I can do that because I'm black Bane. <laughs> I, have to, I have to preface it with that. I want you guys to be like, whoa. Uh, no, but it's not that terrible. But I, so I, I can't remember I heard this show, but they said, like, you know, like, oh, why are black basketball players so tall? Ah, because they Negroes. <laughs> they need, they need, need the Negroes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. See, that was kind of like me going, see, I'm Welsh, so I'm allowed to say we're Welsh, we know sheep when we see them. I saw that comment. I saw you <laughs> up there talking about the sheep. I see you. <laughs> yeah, bring on the sheep jokes. We've heard them all. Oh, okay. Uh, so while we're on the subject of Raw, i got to say, actually, it did start off really well with the brawl. It has kind of an old school feel to it, and the opening match was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, Rollins was better in the six-man tag than he was against Ambrose. He was. I like, mean, watching that match was just like night and day than watching the main event. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, and then, dude, of course, we got Cena and McIntyre. Yes. That was that was, that was was okay. I'll I mean, bloody I think, show you. I'll bloody show you, John. Stand up for professional sports entertainment. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't say professional wrestling. <laughs> It was cool. I mean, they want to push McIntyre. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been saying it on this show, and I might be repetitious, but you got to get McIntyre versus Braun for that title. McIntyre's got to win the Rumble. Mm, that's if they're going to still go with Braun after that train wreck of a promo. I hope they do. They better. I don't want to see Brock with the belt. Well, we don't well, see good. him with the belt not, anyway. Not seeing him. Yeah. <laughs> Wish come true. Check. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the best, like, I'll be honest with you, got me. Hulk Hogan's tribute to Mean Gene Okerlund was sweet, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he surprised a lot of people. Um, he wasn't all about himself for once. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was always going to be awkward when Hulk came back, but it was a decent tribute. It was. This is what I don't understand about WWE. And I, I, maybe one of you guys can explain it to me. Okay. 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 Now, also, again, <laughs> as a black man, here we go. All right. I don't have a problem with Hulk Hogan. Um, I mean, yeah, he said some racial shit, but it just comes to me that that happens a lot with everybody. By the way, black people say racial shit all the time, and nobody ever calls them out <laughs> on it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> black people just say what they want to say, and nobody – it's not like people go, like, just let them – like, 
nobody speaks up about it. But anyways, Hulk Hogan said some shit, and then it ruined his career, so to speak. But then they, at some point, WWE brought him back. But one, I just don't understand why they brought him back. And two, especially if you're going to use him so sparingly, like uh, we can use him in Saudi Arabia, and we can use him because Mean Gene died. But if you were going to use him like that, then why did you even bring him back in the first place? I think it's just so they don't have to avoid his name anymore because he did so much for WWE in the 80s. It's got to be awkward for him, too, walking through that locker room. Yeah. Because, you, know? you know, it's like a lot of people, some of the those superstars have been very vocal mm-hmm. <laughs> about how they feel about Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And you could you could tell everybody's landing. You know, there's, there's Titus O'Neil who's like, uh, you know, I, I choose not to speak to him. And then there's Velveteen Dream, who's like, I'm a leg drop every motherfucker that comes across my path. That's what's special about it, because people, you know, have their views of Hulk Hogan and what they will. And speaking of this, I got to mention this to you. So, Paulo Cruz and Ember Moon getting the dub over Jinder, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox this week. Eh, pass. I know, I know. I know you would have Paulo Cruz, but they're trying to do something with Paulo Cruz, I guess. He still maybe. snooze. Oh. I, yeah. The best thing about Apollo Crews, and sorry to him, we're not talking about Uha Nation. That guy was great. He was. But Apollo Crews, the best thing he ever did was get was land on his head after Braun Strowman <laughs> kicked him out of the air. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So one of the reasons why I'm happy, I'm happy that AEW exists is because every indie wrestler who was ever somebody outside of WWE who thought that WWE was going to be their big break, and then they got there and were forced to do stupid, ridiculous stuff, and they went like, oh, you have like a hundred amazing moves. We'll let you do three of them. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I want all those guys, when their contract expires, to go, well, I can say I did it, and now I'm going to go to AEW because I don't have to live in Japan anymore <laughs> to be in a place where great wrestling is taking place. And I'll get paid the same as WWE money. Yeah, let's do it, man. If not more. Well, I have to say this to you as well, because with the Apollo Crew stuff, and then we're going to get a continuation with this feud, which I'll be honest with you, this is another one I'm kind of like, man, but we got Bobby Roode and Chad Gable beating the Revival and another controversial faction to retain the tag titles and the Lumberjack mm. match. So we're going to get in... another rematch, even though rematches don't happen anymore. Okay. Yes, even though it's a new era. We're going to get fresh matches. Okay, so we get that match three weeks in a row. Yep. But it's a lumberjack match. To go, I think, Daz, you said in some cases maybe there's more money being made. Let me tell you absolutely why there's more money being made in AEW. By the way, for the record, I'm not the AEW spokesperson. Uh, (laughs) Here's the thing. Just Just by sheer math, if you're making, let's just say, $100,000 a year to wrestle in WWE, and you could also make that same $100,000 a year to wrestle in AEW, but in WWE, you were on the road, you know, you know, 280 days in AEW. You were, you were on the road for, you know, I don't know, 60 days. But yeah, then it's it's more money because you worked less and made the same amount, which really equates to being more. Yeah, or maybe I'm crazy. And you get to showcase more. Yeah, yeah. Just don't go to WWE. Move set doesn't get restricted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like Mr. Mackey. WWE's bad, okay? 
Okay. <laughs> you can't do WWE. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Speaking of tag teams, I just got to mention this. I know we've been jumping around, but man, Usos in the bar. What do you think about Mandy Rose coming out in that towel and the whole nine there? But there's nothing under the towel. Then Naomi's trying to snatch her bald the whole nine. Well, she's quite the little harlot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's 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 got some sort of total divas drama soapish bullshit vibes, but it's also working. It is. Yeah, this is great. I'm the kind of guy who likes to draw comparisons. That's just what I do. And so, why I do feel that Mandy Rose is you know an original character. If I had to do a comparison, I would say she's this generation's Trish Stratus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, eat the blonde bombshell who's in a towel and always doing something, you know, sexual. By yeah, the way, when right. you look at Trish Stratus now, you can't even believe that she used to be the Trish Stratus she was back in the day. I know, like, I agree. She's the same so person. Much. Yeah, it's like looking at uh, um, it's like looking at Lex Luger. You're like, there's no way he was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Man. That's a, that's a pretty good comparison. I like your style. I like your style. I mean, apparently she has some sort of surgery on her face, so I'm just like holding up a picture from 2002 and going, "Really? Why? It's time. It's time to rock and roll. Not yeah. now. It's not. I'll <laughs> time to rock and roll to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do the same thing with uh, pictures of Nikki Bella's rack. <laughs> <laughs> what happened here? These don't look the same. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho did that in 2001. Yeah. Stephanie. Oh yes. <laughs> I loved that. I loved it. Oh. When he was man. trying to organize her birthday party, like, well, I see you got the balloons covered. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jericho and Stephanie was gold. It was. It was. We got the gore and the whore. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, so I have to say this as well. So I got to say with SmackDown, I did enjoy Carmella, uh, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. I thought that triple threat was very, very good. I thought it was a better main event than the Raw main event. Yeah, uh, this kind of throws a spanner into works into how we're going to get the triple threat now, though, because Becky's obviously got the title match. Uh, Charlotte's obviously going to be in the Rumble, and Ronda's mm-hmm. still going to be on Raw. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you guys real quick, though? Um where do you guys fall on Carmella herself? Like, do you, do you guys feel like she sucks or has she improved? Like, where do you think? I've never she's understood improved. the hate towards her. I mean, she's not the greatest, but... No, I I think she's... Well, anybody's better than Eva Marie, for God's sake. Oh, God, anybody's yeah. <laughs> so, but she, and she almost killed poor Carmella on that slice bread number two back in the day. Good Lord. Anyway, I digress. But Carmella has, you know, from her heel points being with Enzo and Cass to where she is and you know what she's done I mean I, I think she's improved I think the R-Truth thing has gotten her over huge I mean everybody wants a dance break now so I mean hey that was another thing R-Truth held his own against Daniel Bryan this week R-Truth went mad R-Truth R-Truth that's the thing I know they use R-Truth for comedy but just like Santino Marella he has actual wrestling skills and I take you back to my favorite program of all time that he did when he had his very short-lived but awesome program with John Cena, oh, I that's... really I was watching that, and I, of course my WWE brain knew John Cena is never going to lose, especially not to our truth. But he was so good. There was that 
point where you thought like, oh my God, he could do this. His promos were great. The the match was great. And you can see like if they, he, he could do it, man. He could really, he's got it, you know, and whatever, fuck it. He's a comedy and our truth, you know, black don't crack. Our truth is 93 years old. <laughs> but um, I'll say he could do you it. Bring- because you bring great comparison there. I remember that feud, Capital Punishment 2011, John Cena and R-Truth. I remember the next day I was happy because that was the tables match, and that's what brought upon the pipe bomb after that with CM Punk. But, I mean, I just remember watching that match, and I hated that finish because the little kid got involved, little Jimmy, if you all throw the soda in R-Truth's face, and then an AA later, one, two, three, you know, R-Truth's done. So I just, you know, I was a fan of the whole Cena R-Truth thing. You know, where's my John Cena T-shirt? You know, little Jimmy, which was the start of that. I like your stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. Our truth is is sometimes you look at people like I remember when he was K Quick. That's what's the strange yeah. thing, man, about wrestling. Get rowdy, you, man. You look at some people and they start out so big, and you're like, this person's gonna be around forever, and they just disappear. And you look at others, and you go like, a couple years, we won't see this guy, and he's just here forever. He's never going big anywhere. Show. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, sounds like somebody has a cough there. I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Truth is amazing at comedy. Um, but then, of course, on the flip side, we've seen him as NWA world champion. Yes. Well, yeah. When he's serious, he can be serious. But when he's doing comedy, he's untouchable. Well, he did that um, great promo with Dragon Steamboat in early TNA, yeah. 2000, 2003. That was amazing. Uh, and as for Daniel yeah. Bryan... That was oh. a great way to kick off SmackDown. Just throwing throw the hot dogs stuff. and the soda, everything. I mean, that was great. Remember that sign? Did you... Straws. Daniel, the paper now. <laughs> the paper. The yeah, that sign <laughs> that that kid that kid had a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Daniel Bryan walked past. And he just stops and looks at the sign. It's like this this sign wasted paper when I made it, and he just <laughs> stares it down like you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like about this, because this was him, man, in Ring of Honor. He's channeling his inner American dragon. I'm throwing a little bit into it. Much better. I like this version of Daniel Bryan much better. And let me tell you how much I believe it. When he grabs his opponent by the arms and starts kicking their face, Uh I'm like, stop it. You're hurting him. (laughs) Stop. They're already dead. It amazes me how they don't kill people with that move. Yeah, some stuff, it's like, how are they really doing this? It yeah. looks so real, you know? Well, Brock Lesnar knows about that foot. He was surprised yeah. <laughs> when he's stomping him like that. Bro, Brock's just like, okay, so how does he do this kick? Okay, you'll find out. Kick, kick, kick. Okay, that's how he does it. <laughs> uh, uh, now, normally I'd be against this type of gimmick, but because it's Daniel Bryan, it works. Mm-hmm. Because everybody knows me, I'm a meat eater. Always will be. Yes. Oh, wait. You just reminded me also. What was that thing? Uh, Big E eating that big ass piece of chicken or something? (laughs) Daniel Bryan just looking, just putting, staring death to him like, you motherfucker. (laughs) The funniest thing is, Big E's eating this burger, staring at Daniel Bryan, and Xavier's right next to him eating some chicken or something, but he's staring at Paige. Up on the (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, take me back. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Paige. Um, speaking of Paige, we still don't know what the hell she's doing. Yeah, what the hell are they doing with Paige now, man? They just dropped her as the GM, and now it's like, hey. She's still here. The role's just going to change. Yeah, but we haven't seen her for three weeks, Shane. 
We haven't seen her since you stripped the GM. Well, and then if that's the so case, the role changed. He, he... <laughs> the role did change, but he, he also says she's not prize. going anywhere. Well, she is, because we haven't seen her. Maybe she became an agent backstage or so, something. By the way, speaking of people who... Who is the general who... manager of SmackDown now? There ain't no general managers. The McMahon's run everything. So, right. Okay. And <laughs> speaking of people who, who stay forever... When you ever look at the list of WWE agents in the back, do you ever think to yourself, ah, I never thought that that guy would go on to be somebody who helped run things backstage, Devon Dudley. Mm. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you just don't see it coming. No, um, there's actually quite a lot of big names backstage these days. Adam Pierce, Jamie Noble. Yeah. Well, Devon Dudley makes sense. I mean, you know, he has his own school with Bubba Ray. I mean, his kids wrestled very briefly. Are they still tag team champions? Terrence I think and so. Terrell. Yeah, Terrence and Yeah, I believe they are for their promotion there. And I mean, Devon just has a mind, so him as an agent fits. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, if he was ever to be an agent, good luck with that. Um, oh, Bubba just, <laughs> Bubba just ups his Twitter game every week. Absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, he went at friggin' Vin, oh, didn't he go at Vince Russo talking about ECW? He's like, oh, these mocks that are gonna get up to watch New Japan, bro. And he's like, well, ECW was on at two a.m. on TNN, bro. Yeah. No <laughs> I don't understand Vince Russo. He's so bitter towards wrestling, and he criticizes anything to do with it and people that watch it. It's like, but you made your living off of this business. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but he thinks much like Vince McMahon that nobody can. That's the prop. That's why he hates wrestling because everything that he sees, he thinks that's dumb. I could have did that better if I was. If I, my idea would have been. So if you just sit around and you critique something by going, this would have always been made better if I was somehow involved in it, and everything is dumb because it's not the way I would have done it. Then yeah, it breeds hate. Well, look yeah. at well. Jim Cornette lost his mind this week over oh, the yeah. Priscilla Kelly tampons. My goddamn stupid bitch thinks she's gonna fucking make it in this goddamn business. Stupid fucking bitch, you fucking whore, fucking tampons, goddamn. And then you know he's doing his whole rant, just talking about you know. <laughs> he just turned Jim Cornette into Mr. Hanky. Hey, goddamn son of a bitch, Kyle. Double cheese. <laughs> I mean, you know, the whole night with Jim Cornette. Out of here, you goddamn son of a bitch. Motherfuckers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Cornette oh. wants this shit over the Priscilla Kelly tampon spawn at the bar that she did. Priscilla Kelly, who was in Shine and was just in the Mae Young Classic for the WWE. So, I mean, I meant to ask you, so, guys, what do you think about the Priscilla Kelly tampon spawn? Do you want me to call it what it is? Go ahead. It's a dark period for wrestling. Here you go. All right, nice. go ahead. Quite, quite, quite literally. The, the... There was a picture of the uh, crusty on the with a meme saying, "Ah, oh, I think I swallowed some of the juice." <laughs> <laughs> so gross. The... I literally shuddered as you said that, much like how Krusty did after he let that line go. Yeah. Ever, <laughs> ever since it happened, I've just been like, "So, how real was it?" Because well, there weren't Chris... many places she could hide it apart from one obvious place. Well, then Priscilla Kelly's like, everybody take it easy. You know, it's a work and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, that's what Priscilla Kelly had to respond to that. And she's like, I didn't mean to go all, you know, trend all day, but she's like, whatever. And that was one thing Jim Cornette took offense to. He was like, anybody that uses the excuse or it's all make-believe is a piece of shit. Stupid bitch, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> making a goddamn excuse. I just don't understand why anybody – here's the thing. 
am I a big fan of somebody stuffing your tampon in somebody else's mouth? No, I'm not. But I also feel the same way about this. It's like, look, men have run wrestling and been doing wrestling all these years. And along the way, there have been a lot of stupid, crazy, insane, gross. But I just saw a video clip last night that I completely forgot about where The Rock rolls out of the ring, grabs an entire platter full of yeah. shit. I watched brings that it into the ring and rock bottoms the British Bulldog on top of it. So my whole thing is, look, all the poop and the throw up and all kinds of other bodily fluids that men have used. And then these two women do it and everybody loses their fucking minds. It's like, have you ever watched wrestling ever? Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean, <laughs> I mean, the I thing like is, say, wait, a minute, hold on. wait, wait, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just like to say Michael Cole sold the shit out of that rock bottom on the dog poop rock bottom on the dog poop <laughs> remember the uh, big boss man made Al Snowy his own dog eat pepper yeah that's the right the thing with all that yeah. stuff is that we, we could obviously tell it was fake it, it wasn't real dog shit and when Eddie Guerrero sprayed Big Show it wasn't real shit and when the McMahon's got shit dumped on him it was like cat food or something what about and, when that man pissed himself yeah. <laughs> that was very far down his leg. I'm pretty sure oh, there was this... something in his pocket. Well, yeah, and then the spirit squad and the McMahons getting the crap, you know, tossed yeah. on him during the DX feud. And that, that's again what I what I when I say when I think how real was that tampon? And now, well, the debate will be now which is worse, the Joey Ryan dick plex or the uh, or the oh, Joey Ryan can go fuck himself anyway. People, people have been comparing that as well. Like, oh, so, so it's okay for Joey Ryan to do this and stick his lollipop in people's mouth? No, it's not. He sucks as well. Joey Ryan's way. an embarrassment to wrestling. Yes, he is. is. As, as Butcher put it, he's a cancer to wrestling. If, if there's two things I could have never predicted. It would be that out of Carmella, Big Cass, and Enzo, that Carmella <laughs> would be the surviving, the surviving know, right? member. And the second thing is out of, you know, Mickey and, and, and Kenny and all the people that were ever <laughs> in the uh, in the cheerleading squad there, who would have known that it would be Dolph Ziggler yeah. that would emerge to outlast all the rest of the green and white guys? Well, here's the thing about that. I mean, Johnny Jeter, who was Johnny, was great. Uh, Dolph was great. Mm-hmm. Kenny Dykstra was great. Ken Doan. Uh, you also had... Uh, Mikey, Mike Monda was good. The only one that really sucked out of that was Mitch, who was Nick Mitchell, was in the Million Dollar Tough Enough. But, I mean, he kind of won in a way because he got to date Tory Wilson for a little bit. So, I mean, that was kind of his prize because he sucks <laughs> up out in the ring. I still remember that promo. You guys remember that promo when he's like, hi, I'm Mitch of the Spirit Squad, and guess what? I suck. I suck, I suck, I suck, I suck, I suck. You guys remember that promo when he cut it on Raw and pretty much admitted that he sucked? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Fine, that happened. That happened, though. But yeah, that was when they were, like, feuding with Dusty Rhodes, God rest Wait. his soul, and all the legends. Wasn't he the one that had a chin that looked like Jay Leno? Yes. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, that was Mikey. That was my Oh, motto. yeah. Uh, you mentioned Kenny Dykstra. Of course, I'm a big fan of the the uh, the idea of teasing WWE at the Royal Rumble. Because, obviously, Kenny Omega's been a massive... Ugh, everywhere over the internet this past week. Oh, he's going to be at the Rumble, he's going to be in AEW, he's going to be here, he's going to be there. His contract is up until January 31st, so he's not going to be in the Rumble. And obviously he wasn't going to be at the rally. It doesn't even come as the topic of thing every year. Cause his exactly, every single year. 
so this is why I want WWE to troll people and just put on a Titan Tron. I am Kenny, and out comes Kenny Dykstra. Yeah, that would be great. Kenny <laughs> Omega is the he's the LeBron James of wrestling because you're always wondering where he's going to take his talents to next. Yeah, and and all he ever does is sign one year deals. You know, uh, and so we have. The other thing that annoyed yeah. me was uh, when he said he's going to take some time away and everybody jumped on that. As, oh, he's leaving New Japan, he's going to go to WWE. He said the same thing two years ago when he lost to Okada. Exactly yes. the same thing. And then he re-signed the next month. I have to ask, I did enjoy... I was. I thought Russell Kingdom was actually pretty decent. What do you guys think of the event as a whole? Yeah, better than last year's, I thought. Uh, I, was, I was in the middle of moving and I didn't have internet for a week. And so, I'm ashamed to say I have still not seen Wrestle Kingdom, oh, but I will at some point go back and watch it. But the good news is I got my first house, so I'm oh, super great. excited about that. Nice. <laughs> hey, yeah, thanks, man. I was walking into the mean streets of Long Beach. My the back of my house got shot up two times um, in the matter of two days, actually. Second time being on the night of Christmas, and then my wife looked at me and she said, let me tell you something, husband. You got about five seconds to get us out of this trashy neighborhood. And, I was like, <laughs> and so I said, all right, pack your shit up. We're moving. And then we actually moved into a house in a much in a whole different city. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it's been fantastic. Awesome. Okay. Now, wait, before we get into anything, I found it. Because you know how I said Mitch said, I suck, I suck, I suck? Yeah. And I had to make sure, okay, it's very quick. Can I just play this just to prove what I was talking about for a quick second? Yeah. Okay. Well, hello there. You do recognize me. I'm Mitch from the Spirit Squad. I have a confession to make. I suck. That's right, I said it. You heard me. I suck. I suck, I suck, I suck. How do I suck, you say? There you go. <laughs> Sounds like a hooker at the end. How do I suck, you say? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Joey Ryan brings out his lollipop. Well, let me show oh, you. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> okay, so. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break because we don't usually announce breaks during the show. We just sort of hit you with it. Uh, but for old time's sake, we're going to go to a break. And for old time's sake, I'm going to play a mystery pay-per-view theme. So, see if you can guess what this theme is. We'll be right back after this. Wrestling Podcast episode 200 for old time's sake we played you a mystery pay-per-view theme just like the old days uh, so for a random point that doesn't really mean anything did anybody here get it? I got it uh no <laughs> uh, Phoenix? no? Right, no that I was... couldn't hear it that well 
Okay. Yeah. It was the lag for old time's sake, it was the lag. A fucking lag! Okay, Mike, what was it? That was Dopes Today is the Day from No Mercy 2003. That was the biker chain match, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. I I still haven't seen that pay-per-view. Kurt there's Angle? A lot of, there's, well. a lot of pay, yeah, there's a lot of pay-per-views I still haven't seen. I still haven't seen No Way Out 2003 either. Dude, you're missing out. There was only a time though where that I could only watch SmackDown every week. I couldn't see Raw or the pay per views, and I mean I know I could now, but there's just so many that I can't even think of. Well, that was also yeah. the pay per view that had Kurt Angle versus well, John Cena, the battle rap, and Kurt Angle talking about you know you mess with me, I'm gonna make you tap. We had a uh, Vince and Stephanie, the I Quit match. Yeah. There's uh, there was um. Well, the pay-per-views were on Sky Box Office, I think. Uh, I think still on Sky Sports back then. But, yeah, we didn't have the Sky Sports package at the time, so I couldn't watch them. I couldn't watch SmackDown. I'm just going to say, it kind of broke my heart, man. I want to see I want to see Phoenix watch some No Way Out 2000. They have an essence bring me to life, man. <laughs> some good times. <laughs> For the second time, man. <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of old pay-per-views, we actually have a new show over on uh, the RWT YouTube channel that's called Retro Rewind, where myself, Moses Marquez, and the man behind all those the the return is imminent memes, uh, Paul Morales, have been going back and watching a bunch of old pay-per-views and then reviewing them. And uh, so far, in the first episode, I think we did uh, New Year's. Revolution 2005, uh, but uh, in the second episode, which is going to be dropping in a couple of days, we reviewed Starcade 88. And um, so I'm saying this to you, Phoenix. The reason why I'm enjoying doing this show is because I never watched Starcade 88, but doing this show has me watching pay-per-views I would have never watched. And I'm like, oh, my God, this stuff has been, it's always been great. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, maybe worth it to go back at some point and watch some of these pay-per-views, even though they're massively outdated. I, well, I don't I mean, get a lot of free time, but, you know, when I do, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try and make time in for, like, old pay-per-views and stuff. Well, Amir, have you ever seen them. New Year besides doing the show, have you ever seen New Year's Revolution 2005? Um, I don't. Know that I did because when I when I watched it, I was like, I don't, I don't think I got the feeling that any of it looked super familiar. I've seen New Year's Revolution, I just don't know that I saw it that first year. Because I remember that was the John Cena Elimination Chamber match. That was Muhammad Hassan, Jerry Lawler, yeah, uh, that was Shelton Benjamin <clears throat> Maven for the Intercontinental Title. When, yes. Um, Edge cashed in, wasn't it? First Money in the Bank oh, cashed in. That was, in? That was uh, 2006. That was a year oh, really? later. I was five. Yeah. Yeah, this was oh, no, the no, one. Yeah, that, yeah. The, I remember Batista was on the phone. Yeah, the bank started in 2005. After, yeah. That's why I got confused because it was always before Royal Rumble. Well, that was also the one. Remember, Lita got hurt and Trish beat her for the women's title. Yeah. I remember watching the the rivalries thing not too long ago between Trish and Lita. They were going to plan for a lengthy rivalry between Trish and Lita. Get a couple of pay per views out of it. And was that the only one and only pay-per-view that WWE actually did from Puerto Rico? Because that yeah. event took place in Puerto Rico. Wow. Mm. 
I think they only did one role say, in there as well. Maven, when I watched that show, mm-hmm. Maven was doing some great heel work. Like I, he was... I don't remember Maven being that good, you know. Well, he was such a short heel because most of his run, he was a babyface. You know, he was the he was the winner of Tough Enough. He wrestled Chris Nowinski, team with Al Snow. Then they in late like the Undertaker from the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and he was like, like Undertaker. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my God, yes. Popcorn everywhere. Not, not good. <laughs> but yeah, that was the only time he went heel. Like he, I remember that he turned on Eugene of all people, and then he like started be, being a heel. And that was the short-lived Maven heel turn. Then he teamed with Simon Dean of all people, and then that was it for Maven. When I think about Eugene, I get that in the ring he was playing a character of a man that was mentally challenged. I just want to see like the part where he walks back behind the curtain and becomes like like his regular persona again. And he's like. God damn it, I can't stand this shit. Every fucking night, go out there, and you want me to dance around. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. He just walks up. <laughs> and that's the thing. He was such a good wrestler, too, Nick Dinsmore. That's why it's like, all right, you're doing this. But I'm like, this dude can legit go. I remember seeing his stuff in OVW. Like, the dude can really work. So, yeah. Taking right. a trip down memory lane, man. Uh, now, we promised to relive an infamous moment in match wrestling's history. So that is coming up next. Now, Mike knows what it is. Um, <laughs> so I've put a little clip together um, of the segment. I've trimmed it down a little bit. Because, ironically, I have to trim half an hour off of this episode because of things like this. So, this is from our one-year anniversary in 2016 where I thought it would be a good idea for the first time to step out of the question chair and into the answering chair so I allowed somebody else to guest host and ask some questions for our one year anniversary that one person happened to be somebody we've mentioned on the show you may have heard us call Anthony Walker At the time, it wasn't funny, but it's funny now. So here is, once again, the infamous ICW question. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the three questions. This is three questions. Three questions for the captains, and then three questions for the others when they come back on as well. And we'll see who gets them. Right. Three questions. First question is this for you guys. Which of the following matches should have been a WrestleMania match? Is it A, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Hulk Hogan? Yeah, that's what I said. And you'll be correct. You will be correct. Because it was apparently that, well, apparently it was a match. It was supposed to have happened at WrestleMania. And it was, it was meant to have happened a years later as well, but Stone Cold didn't want nothing to do with Hogan. Right. Question two. This is going to be a good one because this is going to really test your knowledge. There was a rumor flying around at one point in TNA that at one point the main event mafia was supposed to reform to counter the immortal group. But it never happened. And two members ended up in WWE. Which two ended up in WWE? Ooh, a two-pointer. Um, Hang on. That was 2010, so Booker T. And... Should we Kevin Nash? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because is that two points? 
Yeah, yeah, you could have two points for that, yeah. That's it, it's a two-point yeah. thing, so... I sound like Phoenix. Can we have extra points? <laughs> yeah, it's a two-answer thing. It was a two-answer. Both, you know, both of them in, two answers. I'll give you two answers for that, no problem. Uh, right, question Ooh. three. Yes. Question three. Now, this is really going to test your research and your knowledge, because this is to do with my podcast. One of my proudest achievements, in my opinion anyway, in my 100 episodes that I did on my Wrestling Matters podcast, was doing an interview with a wrestler, and during that interview, we discussed about him wanting to join ICW, Insane Championship Wrestling. My, que my question to you is, who is that wrestler? I don't know if it was Nadia Sapphire before he was a he. <laughs> Can you repeat the question? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I interviewed somebody back in the day, well, somewhat early days of the Wrestling Matters podcast, and we had a discussion about a discussion about um, him, uh, you know, about him on the podcast, interviewed him, and he mentioned to me that he wanted to join ICW roster. He was working his way to get to the ICW roster. My question to you, who's that wrestler? And yes, it's a he. Although that Nadia Sophia is a fit. She is, yeah. Well, Take a fuck you, pal. Yeah. No! 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 Good build of suspense. We were knew it was wrong. The guy who's the answer was named Massimo Italiano. Right. Who? That's what I was thinking. Again, Who? mind you, Massimo Italiano went nowhere after that. Yeah. So, just that. Exactly. That's why none of us knew who he was. <laughs> okay, no, okay, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I don't think you guys heard me the first time. I said, who was the guy <laughs> that I interviewed? I interviewed. Remember episode one hundred. You guys, just come on now. Come, don't, don't. Go on, you don't. Don't act like, don't act like you don't listen to the show. Come on. <laughs> I think, I think I cut a little bit out of that clip where Evan actually answered, going, uh, "I gotta be honest, I don't listen to your show that often." <laughs> but I just love, I just love Phoenix going. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I think that, well, that was the beautiful part about it is because, like, well, Butcher, I mean, you cut a his part. Butcher just goes when he, you know, he's asking about, you know, who do you, he goes, I'm fucking lost. <laughs> and then you get, <laughs> you get, then you get, you know, just Evan going, is it Bram? Is it Grado? It's just, it's just such, ugh. and I mean, I'll be honest with you. you I, as someone who's would do that, and, and you, like you give gave him the reins to host that day, I, if you're thinking about wrestling questions, you never, Ever to quote Chris Jericho, ask about yourself. You just don't do that. You, you don't, because yeah. that's stupid. You don't know who, who's we, listening. We did trivia every single week for the first couple of years, and I never asked a question about the Max Wrestling podcast. On Max Wrestling episode 27. <laughs> <laughs> who said this? Like, no, you don't do that, man. That's just 101. Oh, fantastic. But like I said, I cut like 30 minutes out of that entire episode because it was just long-winded explanations and you could hear Butcher getting more and more raging like towards the end I think there was a moment when Belmont went Butcher's just uh, raging isn't he and Butcher goes I am I'm fucking <clears throat> Butcher was about to flip his lid 
Mm. But yeah, safe to say that was the last appearance of Alvin Walker. That was that was the infamous clip, Amir. <laughs> I know there's more. I am. Uh, oh wait, there's yeah, more. Oh no, I don't have more now, but there is more. If you want to see the entire train wreck, just check out episode fifty-two. The thing I loved about it was that he asked that question the first and second time in all seriousness. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it's really a piece of knowledge that anybody's just going to... I mean, Mike Larkin, there's not a thing that Mike Larkin doesn't know about wrestling, and even he's scratching his head. You know what I mean? I mean, that's when, yeah. That's when you I know mean, it's a shit question. You know it's a shit question. but, like, right after being asked, I was like, what the fuck? Is he serious? <laughs> this question. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You wouldn't see me. Yes, I'm the knowledge champ, but you know me, guys. I do my interview. You wouldn't see me asking about, oh, who did I interview last Tuesday? No, you don't fucking do that shit. You don't ask a question about yourself in general. It's just so it's just so ridiculous just after listening to that. And I think what was so funny about it is because, like you mentioned, he took credit for getting that guy a job in ICW. And I'm like, it was my interview that got him the job. Isn't that what he said? It was his interview that got him the job? Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. find where he said that. Maybe I cut it out. I don't know. Um, I don't even know if I've still got the original recording. I'll have to dig like deep in the archives. Jesus Christ! Him, him going like doubling back and going, okay, wait, I'll, here, okay, here's what I said. Listen carefully. <laughs> it reminds me of like those, you know, those wrestlers like like somebody tries to throw somebody over the top rope and they they don't really go all the way over and they're like struggling to flip themselves <laughs> over the rope like. And it just, and then they eventually get themselves out, and you're like, God, that looks terrible. <laughs> the the final question was fantastic because it was mystery superstar. So he's going through these clues, and then at the end of it, he says something like, "I thought you would have got it on the first clue." And Butcher just, obviously, you can tell he's pissed off at this point. Butcher goes, "But it wasn't the first clue, was it?" Because he went to oh. WCW, not ECW, or something like that. And they, well, they're just back and forth for a couple okay. of minutes going, yeah, but yeah, but the first clue was... No, but it wasn't the first clue because the first clue was this. Well, I got to speak on that because that was funny as hell. So what happens is the clue was... It was Chris Jericho, right? And he goes, uh, he made his... He he started wrestling in Japan. Then he went to, like, WCW. He's like, he gave a clue, then another clue on top of it. But he went, like, out of order. Instead of saying ECW first, he said WCW. And it's like, are we just going to ignore the fact that Chris Jericho was an ECW? CW and just skip the ECW run to say, hey, he went to WCW. Like, he, then he had to add insult to injury, which pissed everybody off. He, he said something like, the, there's no order on the Match Wrestling podcast or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was during the break. Like I was downstairs at that point. His, his questions seemed pretty out of, bloody out of order. <laughs> He's so unorganized. That's it, unorganized, that's the way those the, uh, the great thing was obviously back then, um, one team went off the line and then came back and they answered the same questions as the first team. Mm-hmm. So my team a- answered that question first, that ICW question about Massimo Italiano, who? And then Phoenix, your team came in and he asked the same question and the rest of us are just there thinking, fucking hell, they're going to have the same reaction as us, like, who the fuck is he talking about? I just have to say this to you right now. I still have that episode saved. If I ever need to get a good laugh, I'll just go back and listen to that show. Well, well we aim to provide some comedy on Max Wrestling. So. Well, dude, you, you, I know the work that you put in, but that just that episode is just so funny just because he's just so 
Yeah, and well, the best is when he's like, you know, well, he when he's asking about, you know, it was rumored that Hulk Hogan versus uh, Steve Austin was supposed to be at WrestleMania, and then Belmont's like, oh, what's going on here? I mean, really, what is that? He goes, I'll explain, I'll explain it. I have my knowledge. I have my <laughs> like, knowledge. I'll gladly one, explain it. Wasn't it like neither one wanted to put the other over? Yeah, that's why they yeah. went with Hogan yeah. and Rock. And that's why Austin <clears throat> Hall, as opposed to Austin Hogan, that's why we got Rock Hogan. But yeah, he was just like, I'll explain it. I have my knowledge. I have my knowledge. Just hold on one second here. I have my knowledge. That episode was the Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman of episodes. It was. It was. Oh. And then, and then, look what happened now. Where's he at? Uh, oh. Now he is doing 2K19 streams, and Mike, you've sent me a couple of videos, and it's like, okay, so this match isn't going to happen, which we announced last week, so another match is going to replace it, which is not this match, but the next match that's coming up is like, <laughs> oh my god. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty, and not pretty bad, it's bad. Talk about unorganized. So unorganized. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, now, where are we? Speaking of trivia, I don't have any trivia questions or anything like that, but just for fun, uh, I've got a list of everybody that's appeared on the Max Wesson podcast and how many times they've appeared. So outside of the regulars, which were me, Butcher, Mike, Phoenix, Evan, Roxy, and Mr. Burnham, see if any of you, well, I mean, I probably won't know him, but... um can guess who else has been on the podcast the most times apart from those people well was it like evan and so apart uh, from Belmont. the seven people yeah so apart from evan roxy burnham okay. and then phoenix mike butcher and me was it oh my god was cook was cookie kenny oh no go kenny was one of the regulars so can we can we count kenny in this or are we can no we kenny wasn't right? regular he just appeared quite a lot <laughs> if that makes oh, sense right, well, he might as well have been. Come on, man. That's our homie, man. Kenny, I mean, Kenny might as well have been a ring. All right. All right. So, Kenny. All right. Now I got to think about this. Daz. Uh, Kenny. Uh, Kenny. Uh, Cookie. Michael Cook. Uh, the Broughtons. Chad and Courtney. Uh, hmm. Wow. I'll tell uh, you, Kenny and Cookie are both quite high on the list. Okay. So, Kenny and Cookie. Uh, hmm. Phoenix, you got any ideas? No, I'll, I'll that's all. Um, I forget, was Roxy in the list of people that you, that you mentioned? Yeah, Roxy was an official right there, right. so she's not included in this. Right. Um, Chadwick jumps to mind. He's very high on the list as well, so I'll go through <clears throat> the top four first. Okay. Uh, so the most guest appearances that never became an official regular was James Belmont, 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Kenny with 17. Mike mm-hmm. Chadwick had 13. Uh, Cookie's been on 12 times. And then the next highest is Amir. Yay. With 10. And how many have I been on? 10. That includes the promo climax <laughs> as well. So 10 appearances. I've been on this show 10 times. Well, 11 now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! That's I didn't even realize it. I was like, I was like, wow, I probably got like a good four episodes in. Okay, now wait a minute. How many episodes have Phoenix and I've been on? Okay, so now uh, I'll go from the bottom to the top. Obviously, I've done two hundred because I've been on every episode. Uh, so Mr. Burnham did twenty-two. 
Roxy yeah. was on 24, and now we're getting into big numbers. Evan has appeared on 56 episodes. The Phoenix, uh, this is your 121st episode. Wow. <laughs> uh, plus the interview special with Johnny Ferrari. Mike, are you are now on your 104th episode, plus two New Japan episodes. Uh, Butcher has done 146, plus the one interview special with Johnny with uh, Andre Corbiel. I got a question. Go ahead. Any, uh, any chance Mr. Burnham ever makes an appearance on Max Pod again? Um, <laughs> probably not while Butch is breathing. Right, right, right. Because, you know, the other day, after months and months and months of behind the scenes uh, yelling, from the butcher, <laughs> Dave, Dave Burnham was quietly, dare I say, removed oh. from the RWT group. And the funny thing about it, <laughs> the funniest thing about it, he sends me a message and he goes, "Don't even get the uh, wish you luck in future endeavors, huh?" <laughs> you know what? Funny guy. He said something similar when. Um... When he stopped being a regular on the show, and then the next week we didn't really, we didn't. I don't think we even mentioned him at all. But he listened to the episode. He's like, "So I don't even get a mention." <laughs> he's like, "Well, we're just trying to move on, you know." Yeah, it's I'll, be on with, here. I'll be honest with you. You're right about that. He did do that because his last episode, I think, was 121. Then the next week it went back to the normal form, yeah. and then he, he just yeah, he didn't mention him. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see a pattern here. Yes. Oh boy. Mm. Uh, Mike. Yes. Would you like to take a guess at how long you've been knowledge champion? Oh my god! <laughs> I know the answer since he won it. Since he won it. <laughs> That's solid. <laughs> so I've been the champion. Well, you like so in total reigns or this reign? So for this reign and then do total reigns. All right, well, the first reign was almost... I'm going to just round it up to 365, okay? I'm not even saying 364. <laughs> I'm just going to say 365. This reign, I've held the title since uh, last year's Promo Mania when I regained it and I from Kenny. Yeah. So we're coming upon uh, almost 300. So I got to say it's got to be t- almost 200-something with this one. It's almost 500-plus days, something like that. All right, so this reign, uh, 278. Okay. Uh, because obviously Promo Mania is coming up in a couple of months, so then if you are still champion by then, it'll be 365. Collectively, it's mm-hmm. been 643. So I've... Okay, so what you're telling me is, as far as champion goes, because the Bruiserweight Pete Dunn is almost at 600. I have surpassed the Bruiserweight as far as being a champ. Yeah. Huh. Okay, then. Again, insert Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, but that's cool, man. There. Don't forget, I still got the briefcase. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Uh, and Amir, obviously, you're the only promo champion uh, that we've had so far in this new championship. So yours will be the same for this reign and collective days. Any any guesses? Uh, now, again, I'm not the knowledge champion. 
So let's <laughs> let's be straight up about that. Uh, <laughs> wait, dude, when was the promo? When did we finish the promo climax? I don't know. It can't it can't have been more than a few months. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna go and say ninety days. It's is that fifty five. So you mean to tell me I added an extra like forty something days to my reign? <laughs> what is this a pre-taping from Impact? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you don't know, you don't know how hard it is getting out of the airport with this title. <laughs> um, now I want to see how much Phoenix is paying attention. How long have you held the Iron Bank contract for? Christ, um. <laughs> Uh, let's see, I got it at Promo Mania. Uh, it was, so it'd be the same time, Mike, on the Knowledge Championship, which is 200 and some odd days. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were going to forget that it was the same day Mike won the title again. <laughs> so yes, it was 278 <laughs> days you've held, held on to that briefcase so far. Hmm. Uh... Also, I've now just received an email that I'm uh, being sued for gimmick infringement from Robert Davis. Because you're the stat I'm man. I'm the stat man. <laughs> Not to be confused with the scat man. When I got that number wrong of, of how many days I've been champion, and I just my only thought was like, it's just like Goldberg's undefeated streak. Every time a new show happens, the numbers gets higher and higher. <laughs> That's right. Uh, of course, both championships will be on the line at Podcast Promo Rumble 4, which comes your way on January 25th. Uh, that's the pre-show, and then, of course, the main show will be January 26th the next day. We will be taking a look at NXT TakeOver Phoenix and the Royal Rumble and offering our predictions for both of them. And as we said, both championships will be on the line. And also, one of the theme songs is Raise Your Banners by Within Temptation featuring Anders Frieden. And that's from the new album Resist, available on iTunes and Spotify. For more information, go to mattresslin.net. Um, Mike gave a little spoiler mm-hmm. before we started recording. So we're here in Phoenix uh, and now in the know with this. Uh, next week, we have a very special episode where we will be bringing back Max Racing in the hot seat, uh, which is... It was supposed to be a mini-series, but we only did two episodes. Uh, <laughs> one was with Johnny Ferrari, the second was with Andre Corbeil. Um We were going to do one with Kelly Klein, but we decided to bring her on the regular episode and just make a part of the whole show anyway. So, next week we will be joined by a very special guest, current Impact Wrestling star, yes, I swore, Killer Cross. Big thank you to Mike for setting that up. No problem. Uh, oh, of course, you've interviewed him yourself on the uh, on your show. Yeah, on the mic with Mike, we've done some pop culture shows. I've talked with that man about conspiracy theories, Marilyn Manson, pro wrestling. So it's going to be fun to bring him upon uh, Max Wrestling and just shoot the breeze on Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, what the hell he's going doing, you know, Mexico, the whole night. I know Butch is looking forward to it more than anybody. Butch is a oh, big, yeah. big Killer Cross fan. Same with Courtney. Yep, who we had on last week. Um, we will get back on very soon um, because she was fantastic. By the way, a uh, quick note on Johnny Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, mostly, 
mostly the note is, what the fuck? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we had this discussion. <laughs> but I will say, apart from that note, he does actually do a show on RWT that has been dubbed Superpower Dummy Wrestle Squad, where essentially he takes wrestling action figures and makes them fight over cocaine. <laughs> I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that Good that guy is one of a kind. He is one of a kind. Uh, going back to the first in the hot seat that Phoenix and I did with him. The great thing about that episode was that he was just drinking Jaeger bombs throughout the whole episode, so you can hear him getting progressively more drunk as the episode goes on. And he he found up blue pants, didn't he? <laughs> well, he left her a voicemail. <laughs> uh, I like. I don't know. He. The thing I like about him is he makes a lot of like live videos, but he. He's all. He's like a newscaster. He's always like, and now Johnny Ferrari live on the scene with another hooker, and I'm like, ah, same show as last week. Yeah, that that's kind of why he hasn't been on Max Wrestling for um, nearly three years now. Last thing, last time he was on was the first promo slam, and he decided to allow a hooker he was with to have a nice little conversation with sex crazy Evan McCabe, which is just a recipe for disaster. It it even took Evan by surprise. <laughs> she, she dropped her line, and Evan was like, "Oh wow, um, hello." <laughs> <laughs> See, sometimes the bad times are the good times. And I never realized I was so profound. Um, now, before we go any further, I'm going to ask if anybody would like to cut a promo. Not right now, because for all time's sake. I usually only do it at specials, but I'm going to cut one anyway. Okay. But would anybody I'm, like to I'm cut one after me? I'm definitely cutting a promo. Okay. I, I'm definitely cutting a promo. Uh, Phoenix, I'll give you two weeks to prepare one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Shabu all over again. Yeah. If I can find the one I was going to use a promo series last year. <laughs> I got it here somewhere. All right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Okay, um, Phoenix, you can tell me when to pick up the mic. Yeah. So, Dazzy, when you're ready, pick up the mic. I used to think captains run the world. Airplane captains, army captains, police captains, team captains. But I was wrong. Because the best captains are ignored or disrespected. No matter how many targets you reach, no matter how good a job you do, no matter how you work your ass off, life will kick you in the balls and tell you it's not good enough. So, you can take my key, but you'll never take my pride. See, I used to think I personally held the key to success, but again, I was wrong. Because who needs a key when you've got two trophies? So I became a cult captain instead. Thing is, I didn't even need to start a cult. Because all of these people listening, everybody that has ever been part of the show, and everybody that's been here for 200 fucking episodes, were already part of a cult. I'm Dazzy Dangerously, the captain, 
This is the 200th episode of the Max Rassen Podcast, where I feel appreciated, where I feel respected, where I don't feel overlooked for somebody inferior, and I bow to absolutely nobody. Mic drop. Damn. I love that, man, especially because the whole time that you were talking, I was Facebook stalking you, and I was looking at your profile pictures, and I was going, how come every profile picture is some version of a captain? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, now I see. (laughs) Butch is not the only one that can create gimmicks, although he will maintain it's not a gimmick. It is true. Uh, By the way, quick, quick thing I wanted to mention. Hang on, let me see if I got it going here. Um... The RWT Awards took place. Uh, a lot of work went into the show. And Max Wrestling, you guys you guys did really, really well. Uh, Dazzy came away with 11 nominations. The artist formerly known as The Butcher, Dave Gillum, came away with 11 nominations. Mike Larkin came away with nine nominations. Um, and you guys, Mike Larkin, you walked away with, you know, most knowledgeable Dazzy Leah, you got best podcaster, Butcher got heel of the year and go figure gimmick, uh, best gimmick and Max pod itself won for a lot of different things. And this was voted on by the fans, people all around the world, um, that are part of the RWT group. So I just want to say since landing in RWT, Max Podcast, Max Wrestling Interactive, the podcast machine known as uh, Mike Larkin, uh, the captain, Dazzy Dangerously, and the motherfucking butcher, Dave Gillum. You guys have been amazing. It it really is an honor for me to uh, be friends with you guys, and clearly your impact has been shown in the group, so thank you so much for all you've done. You're very welcome. Dude, I'm getting choked up over it. Yeah. <laughs> Every time something like that happens, I want to add in the uh, the gif of Jim Carrey in the mask when he gets his trophy. You love me. You really love me. <laughs> you love me. <laughs> this is before he was dancing. Chick, chicky, boom, chick, chicky, boom. Oh, chick, that's chick, a great boom. scene. My name is Cuba Pete. I'm the king of the rumba beat. Chick, chicky, boom, chick, chicky, boom, chick, chicky, boom. And then the uh, what was it? Wasn't his partner like going to dance? He's like, "Would you get over here? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you start dancing, I'll blow your brains out." That's it. Exactly. <laughs> AKFNA Butcher. I know you're going to be listening to this episode. We need to do the mask on screen gems soon. There you go. Okay. Not the son of the mask. Not the son of the. Oh hell no! Not the son of the mask. That is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. When the when the butcher artist formerly known as was going with the whole he's retired thing i was gonna hit you up daz and go like hey man you need a new partner for screen gems but then butcher pulled the swerve of like oh yeah i said the butcher retired i didn't say anything about dave Gillum. and i was like <laughs> I, 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 put, I did my best miss impression really <laughs> i mean we find it difficult to find time to record screen gems but anytime we do people are welcome to join us 
Uh, and of course, Mike, I know you've been in touch with Mr. Crimmins. He wants to do Throne Zone with us soon. We'll get that going as well. Yeah, same with, same with Courtney, man. Courtney wants to join you guys for Throne Zone too. Hell yeah. For the Throne, bitch. Um, so, uh, how yes. about my promo? All right. Oh, let him have his promo. Well, let, let the champ have the promo. Yeah. The, right. Wait, which champ? There's but, two of you. Oh, that champ, the promo champ. That's so funny. Every time I see that picture of Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man, I always think of me and Mike Larkin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just thought of another scene in The Mask where he's getting strip searched and he's like got a picture of Calloway's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Margaret, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you married her! <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right, promo from the promo champ. <laughs> well here's the thing usually when I cut a promo I'm usually saying something to somebody in the wrestling industry or something like that but today I just want to speak on my brother from another mother the artist formerly known as the butcher Dave Gillum who is shockingly absent from the 200th episode of Max Podcast Wrestling, uh, Max Wrestling Podcast, uh, Max Interactive, Max, where where are you, Dave Gillum? You you told me that I won the uh, Promo Climax Championship, and that I haven't been doing nothing with it. And I thought to myself, huh? You know, Daniel Bryan won the WWE Championship. And then every time he does a show, he walks out with the belt. And at pay-per-views, he defends it. But off-camera, he's not like at the movie theater with his arm around the belt. And he's not showing up at the uh, TGI Fridays and sitting down for dinner with the belt. So I'm not really sure what your expectations of me were. But I can tell you what I expect of me. When it comes time to defend this championship, I will be there. I will defend it. I'll walk in with it, and I'll walk out with it. And I know, Dave Gillum, you fancy yourself as being the best on the mic. But you're not, brother. You're not. At the promo climax, you called yourself laying down. But there was no other option. Again, I understand why you'd lay down. If I was in your scenario, I would do the exact same thing. I wouldn't want to have to face a guy like me, the guy who everybody says, all he does is smile. Yet I never lost one match in the promo climax, and I sit on top of everybody, most importantly you, with my foot on your goddamn chest. So, as it would appear, the next time I defend this championship, it'll be against Moni Lin, who is not Dave Gillum, because Dave Gillum is not even in contention for this title, which means maybe sit down somewhere and shut the fuck up. Do not tug on Superman's cape, Dave Gillum. By the way, I may have even been afraid of the butcher at some point, but not Dave Gillum. <laughs> uh, and also, you came on this show and you said, fuck you, Emir, over and over and over again. And I wasn't there to defend myself. And I thought that was a low-down, dirty thing for you to do. But also, I'm low down and dirty. And since you're not here to defend yourself, fuck you, Dave Gillum. Now, 
I need Dave Burnham to make a clip of this and post it where Dave Gillum can see it. Butcher, Dave Gillum, whatever version of you are, you're never, ever, ever going to be able to beat Emir Blackbang Costello when it comes to doing a promo. I would drop this mic, but I paid too much for it, so I'm just going to slide it in my pocket. Thank you. <laughs> must be eating butcher alive that he hasn't won the promo championship <laughs> well we did win uh, the first version of it that was a great closing line no, I'm not dropping this mic <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is I didn't drop mine either I just very carefully put it back down on the desk <laughs> Valuable equipment. Yes, Valuable it is. <laughs> yeah. It's I never understood the rock stars who like break their guitar on stage. It's like, hey man, maybe you're gonna need that for the next show. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, well, what? I'm sure there was a a movie I've seen where somebody was. I oh, was in a band once, and it was great. We used to smash up our instruments and everything. Oh, it was Lee Evans actually. He uh, made a joke yeah. about it. I used to be in a band. It was great. It was crazy. We used to smash up our instruments after every gig. Uh, then, of course, we got a gig and we were fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Mike. On the mic. Yes. We have another expensive mic. Oh, I get to cut a promo, right? If, if you want to cut one, you don't have to. Uh, I really got nothing to say, to be honest. Just thank you. I mean, really, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of like, like speechless, man. Y'all kind of like did it. So I'll, I'll, I'll just save mine for the series. Thank you, Mike Drop. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I really just, I'm sorry, I can't top that, man. Let's wait to the, let's wait to the special. All right, Phoenix, do you have one? Uh, no, I can't find a promo I had a few months ago. All right, so you want to get a promo from the host and the champ it, this week? It, it was <laughs> another one on the Miz, but everybody's already heard all those. So <laughs> well, well, Phoenix, you just got to get over it and just accept that, you know. You know what? It's been a while since you've cut a promo, so you could do the Miz one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I can't find it. Oh. I can't find it. Okay. Um, I actually, I, I got like in the because uh, when he was feeding with Daniel Bryan, and then they had the the whole Miz and Maurice v Bryan thing. I had an opinion. I never got to. I never quite got to cut. Yeah. It's quite a long one though. I, I would just like to say before he does that. I legit didn't think he was going to say an opinion. I legit thought Phoenix was about to say had an epiphany, and I was about to start. Like, what is this epiphany? What is this epiphany, Phoenix, that you just had? <laughs> no, uh, I still can't stand them. It's like, bloody wish you'd fuck off. <laughs> But he's part of the best in the world. He's, he's the best tag team in the world, man. <laughs> Alright. For old time's sake, I'm gonna finish it with a mystery superstar. And unlike uh, Mr. Walker, I'm gonna ask the questions in order. <laughs> 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 all right your first clue is made his professional debut in 2000 
Chris Jericho. No, that, I'm sorry. I'm Chris Jericho. The, the Millennium Man. Wait, hang on now. We're not going to act like he didn't interrupt That is the true, but uh, you know. Mm. Unfortunately, my brain is, associates Y2K and Y2J. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they want you I, to say. I always got pissed off when the countdown was for the Millennium and then he debuted in October. I know. <laughs> August the 99, man. August, 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 not October. So he debuts halfway through the year. I know. <laughs> okay, next clue. Former right. Ring of Honor world champion. Samoa Joe. Nope. Anybody else? Uh, Kevin Owens. Yes, Kevin Owens. Nice. Oh my God, I got an answer that the fucking knowledge champion didn't get. <laughs> if you could see the look on my face. Oh my God, this is crazy. Now he wants both I belts. I want to cut another promo. I want to cut another promo. No, <laughs> okay. I was about to say, okay, okay, now, you know what we do have to do for old time's sake that we haven't done? What? Phoenix is here. You had to do a name the card, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's his round. Um, it is. Uh, let me go through the remaining questions, and then I'll see if I've got one up my sleeve. The uh, other clues were debuted in NXT in 2014. Uh, he was the second ever Universal Champion, and he was born in Quebec in 1984. Well, I'll be honest with you. Isn't that kind of like a good guess, though? Because it like Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and all of them like start in like 99, 2000. And same with the Vegan Wonder that is Austin Aries. Vegan Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're all from pretty much the same time period. Huh. So, uh, but good job, Amir. That was, that was awesome. All right. See, well, you know what? Yeah, thanks. But here's the thing. That, that's the kind of thing that happens once and never happens again. So I kind of have to enjoy it. By the yeah. way, I didn't beat you. It was one question, but you understand that's as far as I ever get with you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm giving you your props. I'm, very, I'm not going to be like, I have my knowledge. I have my knowledge. <laughs> okay, I do have a name the card, but please get it quickly because there's 11 matches on it. <laughs> uh, that includes. Well, so it's probably a, it's probably a WrestleMania then, isn't it? Well, it does include a dark match. So the dark match is Jaws versus Mosh. What a fucking dark match. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall I go to the first match of the main card? Yes. Yep. Uh, it was Gangrel versus Al Snow with head. It's gonna be like a breakdown '98 or some shit like that. Uh, no. Okay. Next match, the Headbangers. So Marsh is in action again versus the Legion of Doom, Animal and Draws. Oh jeez. Animal and Draws. I always forget Draws was in L.O.D. The worst version of the Legion of Doom. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Any guesses? No. I'm, it's no. gotta be something no. in 97 then, All so right. just just keep going. Next though. match, Val Venus versus Goldust. Oh, fucking Judgment Day 98? Nope. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know, SummerSlam 97? Nope, Amir. Oh, bad blood. I don't know. No. Next match. Edge versus Tiger Ali Singh. <laughs> the former uh, hardcore champion Tiger Ali Singh. I love Tiger Ali Singh. Remember when he couldn't get into the building? 
what's the Tiger? Oh, Tiger Ali Singh was the one. This was the guy that Kurt Angle beat up in his debut for wanting him to blow his nose in the American flag. <laughs> Any guesses on that one? No. Nope. nope. Next match: Christian and Sable versus Jacqueline and Mark Merrill. Oh jeez. SummerSlam '96. I don't know. No. It wasn't Mark Merrill. He was like Johnny B. Good or something like that. Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. Are you channeling your inner Chuck Berry over there? He looks like Little Richard. That's the thing. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> All right, next match. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. Ken Shamrock versus the Big Boss Man. Oh, Ken Shamrock with the Big Boss Man versus Steve Blackman. Oh, I used to love those Ken Shamrock, Steve Blackman matches. All right, this is a total guess. Over the Edge, 1998? No. Fuck. Phoenix, you have anything? Not a clue. Okay. You're all in the ballpark, though, late 90s. Um, okay. Next match, Triple H versus Jeff Jarrett. Fully loaded, 1998? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. First of all, I didn't even know Triple H fought Jeff Jarrett. Now, this is news to me, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Slap nuts. Slap nuts. <laughs> Back then, I'm going to run WWF one day. I'm going to run TNA one day. Well, okay, here, here's the funny part about that. 2004, they kind of rebooked the same. Jeff Jarrett was the NWA champion. Mm. Triple H was the World WWE champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, shall I go to the next match? Yes. Uh, tag Team Championships, New Age Outlaws versus D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. Oh, we get a D'Lo Brown mention. D'Lo. Yeah. You're looking at the real deal now. Woo. Sorry ass out on the streets. <laughs> By the way, uh, D'Lo Brown walks around in a neck brace now. Uh, uncurable. No. no. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Oh, fucking draws. That's right. I was about to say, wait a minute. Is there something happened to D'Lo? With that? Dude, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just, just saying the way he used to shake his head around. <laughs> oh, yeah, the bobblehead thing, yeah. Oh. Next match. Go ahead. Uh, WWF Championship. The Rock versus X Pac. Really? Wait a minute. The Rock fought X Pac on a for the WWF title on pay per view. Yeah, The Rock defended it. Like, Obviously, X Pac was never WWF champion. Well, defending. Excuse <laughs> me. You know what I meant. No clue. No. <laughs> No Mercy 98? No. I'm not even sure if the main event's going to give it away. Um, okay. Fatal four-way match with Gerald Briscoe as a special referee. Stone Cold versus Kane versus Mankind versus The Undertaker. Ooh. I've got 97. No, you're getting further away. No way out. No, Mike. I fucking have no idea. Okay, this might, if you know about it, might give you a clue. Um, Jim Ross suffered a Bell's palsy attack on air during the event and did not officially call matches again until WrestleMania 15. Was it SummerSlam 98? No, it was 98. Oh. Okay. Uh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, final clue. 
during the fatal four-way main event, Vinnie Jones got involved and Gerald Briscoe sent him off with a red card. Was, this was before Vinnie Jones was, you know, talking about my baby takes the morning train in the Manchester United <laughs> Football League. And before he was in the condemn. Yeah. Okay. Insurrection. Nope. I'm, I'm, Phoenix? I don't know. Judgment Day. No. It was Capital Carnage. Oh, look at you. Capital Carnage. I don't. I never even. I don't even know that name. That was an event. <laughs> I just totally. Yeah, that one totally would slip my mind. <laughs> uh, from London okay. in December '98. All right. By the way, while you were searching this, you know what's so funny about this? While you were looking for cards, I actually found a card. Do you mind if I see if you guys can get this card? Because this is actually kind of an obscure one as well. Oh. Okay. Hit me. Let's see if you can do All a better right. job than Walker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, to be fair, though, it didn't set the standard very high, did it? No. Okay. So you can't well, do first, worse. <laughs> first and foremost, the Outbreak Monkey would do a better job than Walter. <laughs> anyway. Alrighty. Dark match. Bill DeMott versus Shannon Moore. Oh, jeez. Survivor Series 2002. No. Okay. Anybody else yeah. have any guesses? Wait, that's not obscure. Capital punishment. Vengeance 2003? Nope. Now we get to the main card. Booker T versus Matt Hardy. Ooh. Uh... Wait, Global Warming? No. Ah. How obscure can we get from Ruthless Aggression Era? <laughs> Backlash. No. Phoenix? Dang it. No mercy. Nope. Second match. Billy Kidman and Tori Wilson versus John Cena and Don Marie. St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Okay, that's a little too far back. No. Phoenix, go ahead. No, it wasn't Armageddon. Um... Rebellion? 2003? No. Oh. Well, Alright, I'll go to the next match. Funaki versus Crash Holly. Oh, jeez. Did he get the pay-per-view right, but the year wrong? Yes. Ooh. I knew it. Okay. Um... All right, fellas, we got Rebellion. Just guess again. <laughs> Rebellion 2004. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I see thought it ended in 2003. No. Rebellion 2002. Phoenix got it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> can't be that far back. I was hoping. I could get a little more matches because it just showed because this was the last rebellion just the matches that were on this so after Funaki versus Crash Jesus was I, knew roughly, I knew roughly what year okay. it would be uh, from the first match but I, well, which pay-per-view is a uh, completely complete guess 
Well, l- listen to these matches. Booker T, Matt Hardy, Billy Kidman and Tori Wilson, John Cena and Don Marie, Funaki versus Crash, Jamie Noble versus Rey Mysterio and Tajiri for the Cruiserweight title, Reverend Devon and Ron Simmons versus Chuck Palumbo and the Big Valboski, Rikishi versus Albert in a Kiss My Ass match, <laughs> uh, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle uh, against Los Guerreros for the tag titles, which was very good, and the main event was Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman versus Edge in a handicap match for the WWE Championship. I figured I'd get a UK one in there. (laughs) Because you got with the Capital Carnage out of nowhere, so I figured I'd try that. But yeah, the Rebellion was the last one that ended in 2002. That's why I said you were like right on there warm with global warming, because that was a couple months before that. Yeah. Uh, All right, well, that's it for this week. Big thank you for joining us on this milestone episode. You can find me at DazzyMWP, Mike is at SMShow1 and MCL92. The artist formerly known as The Butcher is at TOG69BHITB. Uh, anything to add, Mike? Uh, just check out more interviews coming. I have porn. Uh, porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Phoenix is new to this. I forgot. <laughs> So I have an adult star coming on, Lila Everwet, and I got Rick Titan coming on very soon as well. Life coach, and he's actually a former WWE superstar. He was the fake Razor Ramon, so you can stay tuned for those shows coming up. Oh, nice. Uh, and I guess this week, Amir, the floor is yours. Uh, just all things RWT, Raw Wrestling Talk. Uh, that's Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook group, which last time I checked, we are at something like 3,958 members and I can't wait to get to 4,000. That'd be super cool because there was a time where we had three people including myself and I never thought it would get this big. So uh, anybody that's listening, just join. (laughs) Yeah. And same goes for interactive. Yes, join (laughs) to enjoy. And of course, risen from the ashes once again, the phoenix. You can find me uh, very rarely on Twitter <laughs> at the Phoenix Six Two Six. You can always find me on there. You can always find me at the Land of the Green. I'm crushing my world to live. <laughs> <laughs> and you know where to find us on social media. It's at Max Wrestling UK and Max Wrestling Interactive on Facebook. And we're also on SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes. Make sure you check out MaxWrestling.net. Special episodes will be returning to Podomatic starting with Podcast Promo Rumble 4. And join us next week for episode 201, which is the final episode before Podcast Promo Rumble 4, which is our next championship special where Mike and Amir will both be defending their gold. And we must now bid you adieu. Goodbye. And good night. Fuck them and... Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them and fuck them. <laughs> Also, God bless Massimo Italiano. <laughs> <laughs>